from API. This is Energy Tomorrow Radio, your source for information and conversation about the most important energy issues of the day. Welcome to Energy Tomorrow Radio. I'm Jane Van Ryan. Recent events, including the senatorial election in Massachusetts, have prompted many political observers to say that it's unlikely a climate bill will pass this year. Instead, it's believed that Congress might consider an energy bill instead. A few months ago, the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee reported out an energy bill that, among other things, would open the eastern Gulf of Mexico to oil and natural gas drilling. And that raised questions about whether energy development and military operations can coexist. To discuss the issue today, we have Colonel Martin J. Sullivan with us today. Welcome, Marty. Thank you. You run a consulting firm called Commonwealth Consulting Corporation that just completed a study, isn't that correct, on the the potential impact of offshore oil drilling in the Eastern Gulf? Yes, we did. Um, Who commissioned that study? That study was commissioned by a group called SAFE, Securing America's Future Energy. They're a uh, nonprofit here in the city. They work to uh, decrease our dependence on foreign oil and look at energy security in its relation to national security. So they commissioned the study, I take it, to examine whether or not oil operations and military operations can occur in the same locations at roughly the same time? Right. There's been concerns over the past uh, few years, particularly since uh, 2005 when Secretary Rumsfeld sent a letter to the Senate Armed Services Committee indicating that uh, oil and gas exploration and military operations were probably not uh, the best things to do in the same area. And so at that time, uh, it was understood, according to uh, the Senate Armed Services Committee, that this was uh, an issue that might have been settled. Well, as it turns out, and as as SAFE has now found out, there isn't uh, quite the impact that the military once thought there was. What exactly did your study find when you looked into this? What we found was we used uh, the DOD's reports for uh, looking at their ranges and determining whether or not their ranges had the the training capabilities and were impacted by encroachment. And the DOD has been doing this study since uh, 2004 as directed by the Congress. And what we determined was that DOD didn't have the proper processes in place to actually make the assessments that they had previously said uh, indicated that there shouldn't be oil and gas exploration along with military operations. We found that uh, there really wasn't any reason why there shouldn't be uh, oil and gas exploration in the eastern Gulf because we don't believe that it would impact military operations there. What kinds of military facilities and operations are in that area? Well, you have uh, several Navy bases in the uh, in that area. You also have a couple of Air Force uh, bases. You have Eglin Air Force Base, which is a large uh, Air Force operational and test and evaluation site. You have Tyndall Air Force Base, which is also an Air Force uh, operational area. You have the Navy's Naval Surface Warfare Center at Panama City, and you also have uh, Naval Air Station Pensacola, which is the the home of naval aviation training. And what do they do there? Those four bases that I that I mentioned, three of them are primarily involved in aviation training and aviation test and evaluation. Uh, the Naval Surface Warfare Center at Panama City does a lot of work for surface warfare, obviously mine warfare and special warfare. 
Well, based on the fact that we have predator drones these days and some very sophisticated advanced guidance systems on airplanes, on missiles, and things of that nature, is there really any reason to suspect that they wouldn't be able to avoid oil or natural gas operations in the Gulf? Well, I think they certainly should. And when we talk about these things, what we're looking at is pieces of ordinance that are directed to specific targets, and they can be targeted within, say, 100 meters of the area that you want them to hit. What the Air Force is concerned about and what they have publicly said is that they are doing live air-to-air missile firings against unmanned drones, and that they're concerned that the debris that would come from the impact of the missile against the drone, uh, that debris falling into uh, a rather large area over the water, would inhibit the ability of the Air Force to use different places in the, uh, the large eastern Gulf area um, if there was oil and gas exploration. But what we find when you look at what the Air Force actually does, they use only specific areas for that type of testing. And those areas? Those areas are primarily near um, Tyndall Air Force Base and Eglin Air Force Base. Say just to the east of, uh, of Tyndall in, in the, uh, the Panhandle. They're fairly close to, uh, to shore because these aircraft that the Air Force are using uh, don't have um, an excessive amount of uh, fuel on board so that they don't take these Air Force airplanes into the middle of the Gulf to do this testing necessarily. And they have these particular ranges, the warning area 151 and warning area 470, whiskey areas as they're called in the military, already looked at very, very closely for any type of impact that it might have with commercial or uh, oil and gas operations that, that presently exist. So it sounds as though with good communications and cooperation and uh, systems that are already in place, military and oil operations should be able to coexist quite nicely. Absolutely, and there are, are regulations in place now that give the, uh, the federal government the opportunity to go ahead and engage with oil and gas companies and, uh, and determine just the amount of military operations and oil and gas exploration operations that should go on in these particular areas. So I don't necessarily think that uh, additional oil and gas exploration in the eastern Gulf will impact military operations to any great extent. Your study also looked at the estimates of oil and natural gas that might exist in the eastern Gulf of Mexico. What did you find? We found that there's a significant amount of uh, potential oil and potential gas uh, deposits in that area. And I think it's one of those cases where um, if the oil and gas exploration goes ahead and turns up the, uh, the fact that there is that gas and oil available, that we should go ahead and look at with the improvements in uh, oil and gas exploration technology that we would be able to go ahead and over the next couple of years um, do that type of exploration without any impact to military operations. Finding new sources of oil and natural gas, of course, could be beneficial to America. And we often talk about it in terms of what it means for energy security, mm -hmm. meaning that we would have more domestic oil and natural gas and therefore be less concerned about foreign sources mm -hmm. of oil. But what does it mean for national security from a military standpoint? Well, it means an awful lot for military security. It means an awful lot for national security and military operations and national security. All the different platforms that we use today, whether it is uh, ships or aircraft or, or uh, ground vehicles or, uh, or unmanned aircraft, 
use uh, oil-based, petroleum-based fuels. And for every increase in the, uh, the cost of gas, it's an additional increase in uh, the Department of Defense operations and maintenance budget, things that they haven't budgeted for today. So you can just imagine that with the, the higher demand that there is for uh, oil and gas in, uh, in China or in other parts of the world, that that, uh, that demand on the suppliers means that we're not going to have the gas and oil available to us or we're going to have to pay for it at a higher price. And so the ability for the United States government to afford these things is directly impacted by that additional demand and that lower amount of supply. If a member of Congress or perhaps someone from the state of Florida were to approach you and say, what do you think about drilling offshore in the eastern Gulf of Mexico, what would you tell them? I would tell them that I believe that there could be oil and gas exploration drilling off the, uh, the coast of Florida because the concerns that they have about the possibility of spills, the possibility of uh, um, the oil and glass platform uh, interfering with their views, all of that can be mitigated through communication between the, the state, the local and federal authorities, as well as the, uh, the commercial suppliers. Marty Sullivan, thank you so much for joining us today on Energy Tomorrow Radio. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio, brought to you by the people of America's oil and natural gas industry. For more information about this podcast or to submit questions for future shows, visit energytomorrow.org. That's energytomorrow.org.